0: Okay, so I'm excited to find out, this time next week, when we land at New York City for New York City Comic Con, which I'm going to, thanks to you, because you bugged me so many damn times about going, if I'm going to be able to go and not get sick.
1: That's the important part, because last time you went to New York, and you came back, and the next podcast I was on, I got sick from uh, just being here with you. You got Aaron sick, the three of us were on a podcast together, you got all of us
2: sick, so it's like we all went to New York except we didn't. We just got your New York sickness. Yeah, that illness lingered too. It wasn't like something like a two, three day. It hung around for like two weeks.
0: It was rough, man. Concrud is real. Does community ever get concrud? You know, when you go to a convention, you're really close to people. It, the sickness spreads pretty dang quick. And I think it's the airplane, but I digress because we have a podcast today. I want to jump right into the show today because we have rumors of Jonah Hill taking on a role in this upcoming Batman film that's going to be led by Robert Pattinson in 2021.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, we were already kind of all, uh, not a really consensus on Pattinson. And now we have Jonah Hill and rumors of him potentially playing the Riddler. That's not definite, but he's allegedly going to play some villain. And Riddler's been tossed around. Not exactly what I would envision my Riddler look like. Not that I can't see him in this film because he really has had some standout roles, and not just that funny comedian guy only, but really some seriously dramatic um, positions and characters, and it's been really fun to see him develop as an actor. He's been nominated for the Academy Award twice. That's important
1: to mention. We were just talking about this with Russ before we came in here, and he was telling us about how he loved the show Maniac on Netflix, which looks really cool that I haven't checked out, but I think Jonah Hill has the chops. I just don't know if I want to see him personally play the Riddler over... Some other villains that I
2: think he might be more suited to. Yeah, I could see him maybe as a Penguin or even a Scarecrow. Yeah, people
0: are specking on the Penguin as well. That's another character that's been brought up by news outlets. But again, this is all rumored very early. But we did get confirmation that we're getting a new rendition of Jim Gordon.
1: Yeah, Jeffrey Wright is going to be playing Jim Gordon. Is that is that been 100% confirmed too? Because I'm very excited about this.
0: All this is still pretty early. You know, safe to say that a lot of these are being you know, sent out to the community to see the reception, and then you know, they're going to decide who they're going to bring on board as we get closer to filming. But safe to say, and it landed well with the public.
2: Yeah, he, looked, he was great on Westworld. So, I mean, I, I can see him playing Gordon pretty easily.
0: I want to hear from the community. Do you think Jonah Hill could play a dope Riddler? I think he has the acting chops. I also personally would like to see Jim Carrey reprise his role. How dope would that be?
1: modern day jim carrey i think has grown and and kind of matured a lot since you know the batman forever days and i think he could actually kind of do a pretty cool modern riddler
0: what do you think comic fam put your answers in the comment section below and we have more like dc superheroes that are being reprised by actors that we really like to talk about later in the show but let's tell you about our sponsor of this podcast, we have Key Collector Comics. This is the best comic book app that you can download on either iTunes or Android. Hit the link in the description. Look for the Comic Tom 101 logo on the homepage. And then if you put code Tom 101, you get a free week subscription. One thing that'll unlock is key alerts. What are those?
2: That's when you're going to get a notification directly to your device, letting you know of things you have to know about especially if you want to stay on top of the comic hustle and just what's happening in the world. Like We just got a key alert that Ghost Rider is no longer going to be on Hulu. It's being dropped.
0: That's right. This is big Hulu news. We've been talking about the kind of horror aspect that Marvel's going has been kicking Hulu over this last few months, specking on Werewolf by Night. We're being told about... Uh, Damian Hellstrom and a Satana series—it's all very dark, very mature content. But Ghost Rider, like this is the title that's been published time and time again as like the lineup to get excited for for Hulu, and they just lost him.
2: And I don't want people to get concerned because just because we don't see it on Hulu now, there there's still a chance that we're going to see him because Kevin Feige loves this character. All right, he wants a Ghost Rider, and not just any Ghost Rider, but Cosmic Ghost Rider.
0: Yeah, it's interesting because both of these characters are rumored to be in Kevin Feige's view here. He wants both of them. Now, I'm thinking there's definitely more potential for one than the other, but yeah. there have been rumors that Kevin Feige's been after Ghost Rider for quite some time. So I am predicting that this Hulu drop means we're going to probably see this spirit of vengeance hit Disney+. Plus.
1: It makes me think about the future of other shows that uh, are Marvel series, but that aren't at Disney Plus. like you've got like Ghost Rider is going to be on Hulu, and you've got uh, like Cloak and Dagger is also out there still, and then the Runaways is still a Marvel show that's not on you know under the Marvel you know, the Disney umbrella. So I'm thinking all of those shows might be kind of in the mix here too, as possibly kind of coming back home, so Ooh. to speak. Are, are they we seeing to.
0: these franchises? get fractured here is this like the early stages of marvel bringing back all the titles
1: they could just cancel everything outright like they did with all the netflix stuff like the
2: luke cage and and daredevil and all that
0: we have seen it before yeah
2: and we're gonna see it again i'm pretty sure here (laughs) like why not i mean if you feel like you you have this property making money it feels like everybody doesn't want to leave money on the table for another broadcasting network and I mean, one of themselves.
0: It's all owned by Disney. Who would you want your superhero franchises in the hands of? Uh, Kevin Feige's a good bet.
2: Yep. Yeah, I'm happy with that.
0: All right, I want to also give away a copy of Cosmic Ghost Rider since we are on that Ghost Rider subject. It's I don't know. I don't see Cosmic Ghost Rider coming anytime soon because there's a lot that has to happen before we get to here.
1: They got to establish Frank Castle, they got to establish Galactus and Cosmic Ghost Rider's way in the future, but the fact that Kevin Feige's even thinking about Cosmic Ghost Rider is is very exciting.
0: And this is a character that you all should be thinking about because it's just super dope. And Donnie Cates isn't on this list of things we're going to talk about today. So here he goes. Um, so comment down below. Let us know what you think about this news. What do you think about the show? And we'll give this away next week. And let's jump into thedailybugle.net. This is a thing as of Wednesday.
2: Yeah, this is awesome. Because Far From Home all right, is now on video. So... To help
0: publicize
2: that, they started the dailybugle.net, which is literally J. Jonah Jameson broadcasting a news talking about how Spider Man is a criminal. Okay. And then other articles surrounding the movie, which is so fun because you think that these are potential hints for things to happen in future movies.
0: This may just be for enhancing sales goals. Of course, it is, you know. However, this is all canon they are publishing content on the internet for the comic book community and for the superhero loving community and providing like articles on moments in the film that they want us paying attention to. And of course you have some of the big ones. I mean, right on the main page, you have Jonah Jameson being himself, freaking out on camera and talking about the movie, of course, like the scenes that have happened in the movie, but there are articles in here that are talking about Hydro man, and talking about how the government's viewing these potential villains. What does it mean? And I think this is awesome. This is canon. This is actually like more information we're getting from Marvel than Twitter.
2: Yeah, I mean, how fun is this? I mean, you're taking it directly from the screen, and you're bringing it into the real world now, and that's going to be our source potentially for information of what's happening with the characters in the movie. And it's just, I don't know, I think it's something that more... Uh, publishers other you know franchises need to do it's kind of
1: interesting that they uh they wrote an article on the on the daily bugle website about the uh the man freddy crime family and and the leader of that family getting arrested in some sort of uh incident that happened during far from home but if you look into that character that is uh silvermane and uh in the comic books after he went to prison various other criminals started taking over his empire and one of one of whom was the kingpin and that's kind of how the kingpin rose to power which maybe they're planting a little seed here in the kind of obscure website article that I don't think a lot of you know mainstream fans of the movie are going to pay much attention to so it could be like a little
2: a little morsel maybe for the uh, the real diehards who are going to look into something like this so this site and th- and this is what's so exciting about it it talked about the hydraman of all the elementals it discussed the Hydra-Man. Okay, which is like, oh, wow, wonder why they talked about that. Is that something we should keep an eye out more for? And they discussed this scene that you mentioned here with the mob. And with the Kingpin coming, potentially, which I'm super excited about because I didn't like the first rendition of the Daredevil, I mean, we all get to just imagine what's happening. And this is our news source now, potentially. Here, this, this J. Jonah Jameson's website here, the Daily Bugle. And what's funny is that Sony put this out, but it was Disney who made the movie, Okay, so it's interesting that they put this out on Disney's success and they're trying to cash in on it. And granted, I'm going to keep coming here for sources and because it's a super great way to do it. But I think it's funny how that happened. And don't forget now, now that we're speccing on Silvermane, Amazing Spider-Man 73 is his first appearance. Okay, and so you can take that leap if you feel like comfortable and you want to jump in early. This is as early as it's going to get.
0: That's right. And then ASM 50, of course, you know, first Kingpin. But again, the Spider-Man franchise, we don't know what's going to happen with this, what directions they're headed. So we're actually going to talk more about what potentials are rumored, you know, for them to be headed because we need a new villain for Earth. And we're going to chat about that in our after show after the cameras shut off. And that's available on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher and iTunes.
2: We have one of the greatest voices to come to an electrical device ever. Samuel L Jackson. Mr. Nick Fury is now going to be the voice of Alexa.
0: Okay, let's chat about technology here. First off, this is pretty cool. I can imagine households across the country are going to be chatting with their Amazon devices and, you know, making jokes with Nick Fury.
2: Hey Alexa, what's the weather today? What ain't no country I ever heard of. Alexa, what was that? Say what again? say what again I dare you I double dare you say what one more goddamn time
0: that's pretty cool I like seeing Marvel make these kind of strides to do more community involvement stand you know do a little bit more than just the movies right you know we have a new source for a fake website has you know has gone up in the last week why not make Nick Fury a voice on a bunch of different devices but do you use this type of technology
2: I absolutely do. not
0: Oh what yeah, you do no. and you don't. Okay, so I want to know why you don't, Ryan, before we get to why you do. Uh,
1: Terminator, Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> uh, I could keep going, I guess, but those are the big ones. Those are the big two reasons why I, I don't mess with AI, like at all. Freaks me out. Uh. Uh-uh. Like me typing it into my phone is good enough. I'll still use my hands if I want to. If I want to look up a joke, I will look it up with my thumbs.
0: They can record your text. Yes, but they don't. They're not exactly. going to get your voice.
1: They're not getting my voice, except for.
0: Except this. for the hour worth of content that, that you make every week, optionally, that you, yes, provide to Choose, choose in to
1: give to the internet. Yes, yeah, so you can go ahead and take. You can that have voice. that
0: one. That's okay. That's all right. But but okay. But don't not. need
1: to listen to everything that's going on in my living room. <laughs> okay. What about you, Jeff?
2: I just do to play music. I don't really have anything to hide. So if you're <laughs> happy to be recording it, that's just a waste of man hours and government money <laughs> there's nothing going on.
0: So you're just asking to play music. What's the weirdest thing you've asked Alexa?
2: I don't ask you. I don't think anything weird, but I do tell it stuff so that I trick my kids, thinking that like Alexa's, like watching them. Like, Alexa, reminder <laughs> that the kids have to clean their room, and she'll just be like, Alexa. We'll just be like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> she just, she acts really dumb. But the kids get scared for a second because they expect Alexa to respond and be like, Oh my god, I gotta clean my room. What happens if you ask Alexa, What's the weirdest thing I've ever asked you? Does it keep a
1: record of everything you've ever asked it? Because, yes, I'm sure it does. She's
2: got default mm. answers, man. Mm -hmm. Well, on Tuesday, you asked this. And then it tells you the most embarrassing thing you asked on Tuesday because you forgot. That'd be good. I mean, I, I can ask. I can literally ask Nick Fury. Hey, Nick Fury, tell me a joke today. Hey, Nick Fury, what's the weather like today? Hey, Nick Fury, what happened in history 10 years ago from now? I mean, it, it would be really fun to hear that in his voice.
0: And then you can develop a relationship with this. He can be your friend if you don't have any friends. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. You can't do that. This is, a, this is Terminator, dude. This, That's this, right. this is what's, what's going to happen. It's going to kill you. It's gonna, all right. <laughs> Alexa will probably... <laughs> kill you well are you going to <laughs> download a, a Nick Fury Alexa we want to know from the community in the comment section below and actually let's jump into viewer comments um when we're nice from and the safe. community let's do that let's do viewer yeah. comments now this comment comes from Gotham City Comics
1: Guru's hand modeling career was cut short by Mylar <laughs> yeah that was good I like that comment that's True great story I think we need to do like a test because I still don't get it
0: okay so we talked about this on the show last week on the top 10 you know because the guru his cuticles they get injured regularly when he's on the job and he's on the hunt he's you know this guy when he goes hunting he's got elbow pads on he's got the face mask that you wear in basketball that's what he wears when he's going through comics you know and <laughs>
2: your sporting gear references are just killing me man I know, I'm, yeah, my, I'm
0: thinking th- of what sporting gear exists right now Sport clothes. <laughs> The
2: face mask that basketball players wear really? <laughs> really basketball players wear face masks okay it's not, i'm not like bill lambeer here with but explain elbow it. pads mouthpiece
0: no i uh, like i tested i went to my mylar and i touched it and it didn't cut me it was softer than my normal comics it's so, so i
2: need to know what these people are doing the razor blade mylar's or whatever that they have like, got. why is this cutting me this doesn't hurt it's a trick i'm telling you mylar's are inviting because when you just rub <laughs> your fingertips excited. on top, it's mm-hmm. nice. You're like, oh, and it's just flickity, flickety, flickety, flick. I can do that all day. But when you have to get in there and flickety. actually sift, especially in a tight box, you're going quick, right? You're speed, like this. Speed. Your fingers have to get in there enough, and every time you flick by one, it's like flicks right back up into your finger, and eventually you bleed. Hmm. That's how you know uh, a rookie versus a, a a professional.
0: Yeah. If it doesn't hurt, you're not going fast enough.
1: Yeah. Correct. Moving on. Raven Homicide says, "I was one of those little kids. I called 31 times, rang up an $18.50 phone bill. I was nine years old and got my ass beat."
0: Interesting. Didn't know you had to pay to do the vote. And the, it would the, make uh, sense you
1: would. Jason Todd, phone call to kill Robin thing.
0: Yeah, we talked about it last week, and I wonder how much money they made from this. I mean, because it's always this is a monumental event. You know, this this is a big deal. Got big community involvement. Of course, they cashed in on it.
1: Do you remember uh, when we were little and you were playing video games and in the back of the instruction book, they were like, if you need help, you can call this number for like $3 a minute and and get some guy who will tell you how to play the game. And I always wanted to try calling that phone number, but my dad was like, don't you dare call that phone number. My dad was one of those people who would say like, close all the windows, close all the doors because we're not paying to heat the neighborhood or make sure you turn the lights <laughs> out of every single room you're not in because we're not, why are you paying money to turn the lights on in a room you're not in? So my dad exactly would have been one of these people to yell at me for Colin to kill Robin.
0: You got to unplug your refrigerator before you leave. That's right. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: The cold is already in there. You oh. don't need
0: to generate more cold. And speaking of when you were a kid, we did find this picture oh, of yes. you dressed up as Batman. We missed it in time for last week's show, but shout out to to Miss Sargent for yes. finding this amazing picture of Ryan. Thanks, Mom. This is pretty good, man. I, I enjoyed that. It's me, me and my brother as Batman and Robin, you know, protecting the neighborhood. Shout out, Zach. Thanks for the Dundee. And everything else. Last comment from Daniel
1: Woodhouse. I can't get the words Jardians of the Galaxy out of my head. It's been a month.
0: <laughs> For real. That no, was a it's good. One. Yeah, it's a good one. And the whole Jif, okay, that stemmed out of the GIF versus Gif debate. And there were members of the show that riled to my defense. Because For apparently GIF? GIF was the creator of the word has gone on record to say it is Jif, not Gif. He's, so. he's
1: wrong. He created it. He's wrong. Oh he's gosh. still wrong. It's Gif.
0: Okay.
2: I still laugh about that. I really do. Just the Guardians of the Galaxy. I um, mean, he, it's true. Like Literally, it's been a month plus, and I'll still every once in a while, I'll pop in my head and laughing it's about it.
0: Whenever I think of Guardians of the Galaxy, that's what I think. But
2: we should talk about Smallville.
0: All right. All year, there's been rumors that Tom Welling was going to reprise his role as Superman, that he was going to don the cape again for the first time in over a decade. And he low-key played it off like it wasn't going to happen. We were expecting it to happen, and now as of this week, we have it confirmed but this isn't the only person coming back.
1: So the Arrowverse shows are doing a Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover later this year. They're going to be crossing over every single show that they have right now on the CW, like Arrow and Flash and Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl. All of these shows are going to be crossing over in the biggest event that they have done so far.
2: So another person from Smallville, outside of just Superman, we're going to get Lois, of course. You can't have Superman without Lois, so you got Erica Durant as well. And we actually get to see Black Lightning now crossing over for the first time into this big event, which he hasn't done yet.
0: Yeah, you know Chloe isn't coming to the screen. Oh, topical. No good. Nope. That's not good. Yeah, look that up if you want to go down the uh, whole thing. Uh, pretty that's dark, dark. Yeah, pretty dark. Anyways, Kevin Conroy is
1: more importantly going to be in this show. The voice of Batman in all of the uh, animated stuff since oh, the Batman animated that, series. He's going to be a live-action Batman in this show, which is is going to be is going to be crazy cool. Like they're awesome. pulling out all the stops here. It looks like. And since it's an alternate universe story, I mean, you can expect to see kind of different versions of, of each of these characters. So I wouldn't be surprised to see another Batman maybe popping up in here. There's already going to be like three Superman's men, Superman in this,
0: in this crossover. We got so. Tom Welling. Right. And then you also have from uh, Supergirl. Right. Yeah. Tyler Hock- Hocklin. Yeah. Tyler Hocklin. And then you also have uh, Brandon Roth, who is currently Adam, but he's going to be... Putting yeah. on the cape as well for the first time since he did the Superman films.
1: Right, yeah, he was Superman back in like 06, I think, with uh, Kevin Spacey.
0: That's also, right. Also, I'm, probably won't be no. reappearing in this. <laughs> Very in this true. Crossover. Also, not going to be in the crossover. Um, however, he's going to be taking on the role as like Superman from Kingdom Come. Right. Which is pretty, pretty exciting. But someone else isn't going to be reprising their role.
2: Yeah, like this is a huge event. Always. Every year they have some type of crossover event. And I love those things. I do. I watched it flash religiously. So it gets me to watch this event and all the other um, subsequent uh, episodes and the other titles. But who doesn't want to do it, despite how big it is, is Michael Rosenbaum,
0: who played Lex Luthor for Smallville. Yeah, they tried to get him to come back, too, and he, he wouldn't do it.
2: I really can't fault him for this, because as much as his fans as we want to see him, in reality, they gave him no script. They called him at a terrible time when he was at a nursing home with his grandfather. Okay, and practically no monies, and they had to know, like, immediately. So for him, he was just like, meh, I'll pass. You guys are just going to cash out on whatever I do and basically throw me no respect and just demand on your terms something. He's like, forget about it.
1: I feel like you got to at least have, like, a maybe, like, an outline of what the episode's going to be like. You know, if you're going to make an offer to somebody, like, give them something to go
0: off of. It sounds like a lot of this was last minute. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then demanding it, like, now, like... It would be kind of cool to get the reunion, you know, of all the actors from that show. But at the same time, I can understand as an actor, you know, from his perspective, like why, you know, why it's not necessarily
0: a sure thing. Let's chat about oversaturation. Bleeding Cool posted this article called, Marvel has no plans to scale back Wolverine oversaturation anytime soon. Got me thinking about Wolverine, who's been a subject of conversation multiple times in the last few weeks. Very hot character. Everyone loves Wolverine. Wolverine's been dead for a couple years, but he's been in more titles than ever.
2: I like Wolverine. Um, If it's a good thing, because I think Wolverine is a good thing, and so do the fans. I think that's why we're seeing him as much as we are. I guarantee you there's people who don't, obviously, but sorry guys, like the majority are going to win this. We'd like to see Wolverine. They love the character. I'm okay with seeing him in more stuff. If it wasn't good, if he was not doing a good job, he wouldn't be in so many comics, you know what? This is like the SNL skit, skit with Christopher Walken, okay? Like, more cowbell, mm-hmm. more Wolverine.
0: Is oversaturation a thing? Definitely a
2: thing. Only when you
1: suck. People have different uh, tolerances for you know the amount of a character being good or bad. You know, I, I think Wolverine is all over the place in a bad way. You could kind of make the same argument for Batman,
2: and I would also... Agree with that. I like Batman more than I like Wolverine, but I think both of them are too exposed. I still think it depends on how you have that character presented. I mean, if it's not done well, then yes, you're oversaturating a, a market of bad writing with more bad writing, and that's why you don't like it. But if it's good, and the stories are like, you you like Hawks and Pox, right? You like House of X and Powers of X. Mm-hmm. Do you not like Wolverine at all in that?
1: No, he's good because he's part of the team. That's, exactly. my, that's always been my main stipulation with Wolverine specifically. Is if he's good as part of the team, then I'm cool with him. But if he's drowning out everybody else like he did in the movies, that's that's my biggest beef with Wolverine. is how the movies became the Hugh
2: Jackman show with, you know, Patrick but, Stewart also. But when you ask people... They love Hugh Jackman as the casting for Wolverine. Sure. It was a good choice of casting. I just think they should have.
1: It's a team. It's supposed to be a team story. And it's always been Wolverine and the X-Men, which is a comic also.
0: I'm of the opinion that there isn't enough. That for as much as we can complain about oversaturation, there needs to be more, more, and more. I want to know why Wolverine, why Logan doesn't have a Twitter account. That's regularly posting about stuff he's doing in comic books. Wolverine would be the
1: last person to get a Twitter account in, in the story. I feel like Wolverine would hate Twitter. Like He wouldn't have any part of social media at all. Like He doesn't seem like a, like a Twitter person.
0: Figuring out a creative outlet that sure. gets the character in the community more. Maybe give him a freaking Instagram account. I don't know. Something. We should be hearing from Wolverine more often than the random one shots he does.
2: Wolverine just needs to get a publicist. That's it. He doesn't do any of it. Just talk on his behalf, you know, throw out some hey bubs every once in a while and snickety snicks and we're good
0: just in general. I think the publishers, Marvel and DC need to be doing more to get micro content out there into the community. We can't just rely on big box office movies that need to be a hit, mind you. They have to be good because if they pull a Dark Phoenix, great. Goodbye to the franchise for the next however many years until they decide to redo it again. I think that
1: Spider-Man website story had a really big impact on you today because that seems to be kind of like the underlying theme. Like that—that that is a really cool way to, to push, you know, a movie or, or a plot or a, an upcoming event that they want to do. And it's cool to see that sort of next-level marketing come into play.
0: You can't just rely on D.Cates to fulfill the marketing plan for your Marvel comic books every week.
2: It doesn't make sense because that's just one avenue and one place that specific group of people are going to go look for a comic book. But if you want that character in a different platform or in a different manner, because maybe you don't want the comic books, but maybe you like the characters and you like the movies, so you just, you don't read comics, but you still want to be exposed to them, this is another way to get exposure. Wolverine video game. I'd be all over that.
1: If they made a Wolverine
0: video game let's chat about video games in the after show today that's a good idea definitely make a have, have provided a big impact on my life and i know it has on your guys' lives too so we're gonna chat about that in the after show along with some other spec talk not before we talk about benji riley we're discussing
2: young parker again this week because last week we said that spider girl 59 was his first appearance but there is some talk that a ben parker did show up in The Last Avenger Story number 2, a comic that came out in 1995. It was really actually nicely and beautifully painted and illustrated. It was a two-parter. Number 1 and 2 are both pretty violent books. I mean, one, we literally see Hulk ripping Tigra in half. I mean, we're talking violent.
0: Out of continuity, and this was not depicted as a character for another decade.
2: Exactly. And no matter how far back it is, though, I'd be interested to know the community, if they feel this is a book that needs to be spec on. Though... It is Ben Parker, and it's a completely different continuity than the Benji Parker that we know what Spider-Girl is in. Is it something that you're going to put your money towards? I don't think I would because it's such a small little portion of a character that, like we mentioned, isn't the same reality as the other.
0: Yeah, he gets further developed way later. And keep in mind, all this happened because of the success of What If 105 when Spidey Girl actually took off with the community and they gave her her own run and her own timeline. And that is a very, very important point to this whole conversation because Spider-Girl as a comic book, it was loved by the fans. You'd be hard-pressed to find other comic book runs that were coming out at that time with that kind of community support. They tried to end it Fan support, outcry came in. They kept it going. It went clear past 100 and then they tried to cancel it and then it got revamped again. More issues, more issues, more issues. People love this run. And the fact that Benji Parker has his first, yes, you know, baby appearance in it, that's part of the reason why people are looking at this as the first appearance.
1: Sounds like a real first thing to me. Like, if you want to, if you want to spec on this, you want to jump down that rabbit hole, then, then go ahead. But for me, I'm going to not. I'm going to stand back and just kind of let it happen.
0: It's definitely a conversation that will never end. What we
1: need to talk about is this costume. Oh,
0: okay. so you guys wouldn't let me yes. get through this subject without talking about this. But, okay, let's, talk about let's chat about this. All right, so we have J.J. Abrams and Henry Abrams putting out new Spider-Man, right? And the first few solicits that have come out straight up lies. Trying to like send us on different paths of what's gonna happen, keeping us guessing. Well, now that the solicitation for issue four is out, they've dropped the semantics, they've dropped the lies, and they're saying it how it is. Actually, the first line of the solicit is now that issue one is out, can we finally talk about this? So this was on their minds for a long time. We gotta surprise the community, you know, hit them with the right hook, get them super excited about this new Spider-Man. So we have issue four being solicited. Cool looking cover. I like the color work. The the Spidey suit looks great. But we also have a variant cover that apparently is being listed as the new 2020 outfit. And how bad does
2: this look? I think they should have kept this a little bit more of a secret a
0: little longer. (laughs) (laughs) They should have surprised us. Okay, so let's just tear this apart because this is is no good. This is a problem. Ryan, you thought this was a joke.
1: I did. This looks like This looks like every bad 90s trope mashed into one comic design.
0: Shout out to whoever's handling the Photoshop with that nice outer glow. It's like
1: a Green Lantern force field. It's like kind of just around him. I think he's going to go
0: sane here.
2: He's going to go super sane in just a second.
0: I don't know how I feel about Spider-Man without a cap. Like we were all talking about the Flash getting his cowl back in the Arrowverse and how fans are super excited to see that happen again but this is a spidey without a cap so it's just his hair showing his ponytail is showing yeah and what's with the gears he's got the weird knee gears and there's one on his back he's got two on his back he's got one on his butt one on his back yeah well each kneecap has two gears like is he gonna start
1: he looks like a transformer like he's going to like he's got a, a vehicle form also that he can change <laughs> he's going to
0: turn into a bike <laughs> something there's
1: like weird mechanical like
2: almost iron spider looking legs on the back but they're not as cool or he's about to roll out <laughs> no but seriously i mean you are right you look at this and it's just disgusting in so many ways cuz he's got like he's got a man bun why spider man has a man bun i have no idea and then why that's are we stick seeing around it it's the future man that's going to be in the future man yeah. buns that's that's it that, that's it he looks like pit with his haircut Okay, meets like Doc Ock meets like Gladiator from Daredevil with the saw blades. with Some steampunk kind of like no sleeves also. With Gwen Stacy's shoes. Oh my God. What is going on? And like
1: his costume has like circuitry lines on it instead of web lines. This is like the
0: Iron Spider I don't know what is going on.
1: This better be like a one shot. This better not be like an ongoing look for him.
0: I hope this is a joke. I don't know. Comic fan, I what want do it. you think? I want this variant. Now you want the variant? Right? Do you want this variant, Comic Fam? Let us know in the comment section below. Mm. I think this is I, I legit didn't I was like, wait, there's a new suit. And I scrolled, and I'm like, oh, that can't be it. And I think that's <laughs> it. I think that's the new suit. That's not good. But we want to hear from you, Comic Fam. Maybe we're crazy. Maybe this is the future. <laughs> so I need, I need a
2: variant to that variant because that's just terrible. I want the action figure. I want it, I want it real already.
0: As long as the gears move. Needs to be (laughs) great. Which one? All of them? All of them. I want all the gears to move at the same time. How heavy of a suit would that be, by the way? (laughs) Oh my God. Imagine imagine? the weight. Like how much. Anyways, we'll keep it going. It's been a year this week. We got to talk about DC Black Label.
1: Yeah, it's been an interesting year for this kind of imprint, this DC imprint where. uh... They start, they announced Black Label, DC Black Label last year as like a place for out-of-continuity kind of continuity, almost miniseries. I don't think any of these comics on the Black Label are ongoing. They're miniseries, they're shorter, they're supposed to be more more raw and powerful and like mature than you could get in the in the main DC continuity. And the very first comic that they started with Black Label was uh Batman Damned number one, which of course everybody knows for the certain piece of male genitalia that was in this comic that kind of sucked all of the of the uh, attention off of an amazing story. And that's all people focused on. And DC kind of got scared, I think, a little bit by that sort of backlash and kind of pulled, pulled back on the promise of Black Label. And now everything that's kind of come out since has felt a little neutered.
0: Yeah, the hype was real. You know, we were really excited when this dropped. We all went page by page of Batman you Damned feel something on when you're reading Tuesday, it. man. We were we were excited. We dropped yes. the video that night. And aside from the promise of a certain amount of titles, because we saw delays. I mean, the Joker story had a six-month delay.
1: Yeah, there's a three Jokers story that they announced when they started uh, Black Label, but I don't think it's happening, or it's it's delayed indefinitely, or something. It's not really on the radar.
0: Who knows? No one cares now. And Wonder Woman canceled.
1: There was like a yeah standalone Wonder Woman story they were doing. They've been doing a uh, Superman Year One with like Frank Miller and John Romita
0: Jr. That took over oversized for no reason. If you ask me, way way too late for that book, and it wasn't even super exciting. It's yeah, it's 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 it's
1: yet another Superman origin comic, which is is good, but it doesn't do anything different really. And uh Harleen actually just dropped today as we are recording this. It is the most recent uh black label series and I loved it as a as somebody who really does not like Harley Quinn at all. That is the kind of comic I wanna be reading to kind of change my mind. And uh I haven't felt that Batman Damned feeling about a black label comic since Batman, damned as i have with uh with harleen today when i sat down to read that
0: not a whole lot of titles have come out
1: yeah they put out uh batman last night on earth also with uh it's kind of like the conclusion it's almost like a like an old man logan for batman but with uh, scott snyder and greg capullo kind of like the end of their new 52 batman run that they kind of started
0: with vertigo ending i'm surprised to see not a whole lot coming from this run i was expecting to see double, triple the amount of comics that they just want to throw that black label on and let the content creators run mad. Let's see it happen. Let's see some unique storytelling. We were promised more things like The Killing Joke. Right. Comic books that make impact. Comic books that make you think. Comic books that make you want to pay double, triple cover price because the thing feels nicer.
1: Yeah, it's definitely you can, you can tell. Even even the like Last Night on Earth, it's not as big as a uh, Batman Damned or a Harleen but it, it feels...
0: Yeah, that prestige format.
1: Right, yeah. And now uh, this yeah, this Harleen book is, is a good kind of return to form, I would say, for the Black Label. And I'm hoping, moving forward, that they can kind of keep up that momentum that they're, in my mind, starting to get back.
0: What other titles would you like to see hit the Black Label?
2: I'd love to see an Aquaman Black Label. Oh, that'd be so cool.
0: That'd yeah. be so cool. So, see, wouldn't that get people to go to the shop and be like, oh yeah, I need to read this. It doesn't matter if it's Aquaman. I gotta read the mature version mm-hmm. of the King Beneath the Sea. Like a Swamp Thing, Black Label comic could be really cool and dark and and gross, especially. Where's like the Hellblazer, man? Right? Where's Hellblazer? Like, why isn't that a run on Black Label?
1: He was like the secondary character in Batman Damned. He was in it.
0: I'm glad he was in it, but Vertigo's no more. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Give him a Black Label title, give some people... You know, three comic books, two comic books, and let them try to write something dope.
2: Yo, big shout out to Tobias Bentley. You just won Marvel Comics 1000, sound by Rob Liefeld. And, looky,
0: looky, a secret prize. <laughs> That's us. Walking Dead Milky Comic exclusive. Milky Comics, woo! Looky, looky. Thank you so much for watching the show, Comic Fam. Um, I should probably do another giveaway because we do have the Cosmic Ghostwriter we're sending out, but. We are going to give away something from the set because gotta give one of those wall books away. I think the community likes it, right? It's been so, a while. Um, I'm pick gonna pick out this one. This one's signed by Eric Larson, Ooh. Savage Dragon number one. If you've never read Savage Dragon, please read this issue. Don't keep it in the bag because this is a book that needs to be read. It is so good. Also, we're going to be at New York Comic-Con next week, so we are not going to be doing a podcast on Sunday. We're likely going to be filming something special for the comic fam, you know, a New York Comic-Con exclusive. you got to download Key Collector. They're making everything possible over here. Code TOM101. When you go to that home screen, look for the Comic-Tom logo. You get a free week subscription. Unlocks a ton of great services that's going to enhance your collecting also
2: come see us at booth 2414 silver age comics gus is out there and he's got a store out there as well but that's what we'll be hunkering down
0: at new york city comic-con
2: At new york city comic-con also, you've got the uh, October mystery mail call. The deadline to sign up for that is
1: October 15th. We've got our exclusive variant for this month. is going to be for show's end number one, which is a cover swipe of the first appearance of Wonder Woman from All-Star Comics.
0: Link in the bio to join the community. We're actually going to be hunting for comics for the comic fam at New York City Comic Con. So we're going to be sending out the first batch of October orders a couple days after we get back.
2: Stay tuned for this audio portion. And as always, geek responsibly. Enough said.
0: Welcome, comic fam. Welcome to Tranquility, to a soothing audio oasis. We are here. We've actually been sitting here for, I don't know, three minutes since we hit that record button. And we're going to continue the conversation with you, the comic fam, who listens to us on the audio-only portion. Because we have a replica we need to discuss. We're going to discuss
2: The Golden Gun.
0: From 007.
2: This is from the man with the golden gun, James Bond. And it's also most familiar to those who played GoldenEye on Nintendo 64.
0: That's why I wanted to talk about this today, because video games has forever affected the way I look at comic books. There's a ton of video game franchises that have been adapted to comics that I really got into. Um, I collected some of the early Resident Evil comic books when I started getting into collecting. So, I mean, and they weren't even major keys. I just wanted to find stuff that I enjoyed. And being a survivor horror fan, I wanted to get horror books for that reason. So it kind of just started this cascade effect. But Nintendo 64 lasted a big imprint on my childhood. Likewise. Dropped when I was like 8 years old and
1: uh, I was a big gamer my whole life but N64 kind of took things to a whole different level.
0: I like learned how to hang out with my friends with that console. Like we would go over to my friend's house and we'd, you know, play video games. Like that's what we did.
2: Yeah, I mean my first system was the original NES, then to the Super Nintendo and then N64. And so I really have a lot of memories and games I played for each of those platforms. And uh, I don't know, it was more of a individual game because you only had you didn't have as many multiplayer games with the first Nintendo I and hate Super multiplayer Nintendo. Games. Oh man I and hate you, playing with people. Yeah and then N64 you got you know four ports so you could hang out with a bunch of buddies and play your Mario Kart and your Golden Eyes and other multiplayer games. And Smash Bros. Heck yeah man. Super Smash Bros. Good
0: times and those tiny screens too. Remember we
2: had an N64 in the break room at the bank?
0: Yeah, I made sure that we had a Nintendo 64 at the bank. in Because we the had hour-long program.
1: lunch breaks there, and that's a lot of time to play Smash Bros. Yeah,
0: we, and we would. We played Smash mm-hmm. Bros. I also had a Sega Genesis there for a little bit to get you, my me Sonic Anne. practice in. I mean, you know, video games, man. It's, it's a great time, and it's great for escapism. But the golden gun, this was the gun to run away from in GoldenEye.
2: Yeah, it's a one-shot, one-kill kind of concept. I hated it. Oh, I hated it.
0: It just ended the game, man. No fun.
2: You get shot with that thing, and you know,
1: the guy just got a lucky shot. They're not really good. They just got the good gun that lets them be good. And well,
0: ugh. one shot kill. I mean, the ammunition for this gun is 000, 000 a million dollars around.
2: And, and And you don't have your the the person's name on it like they did in the movie. You know, 007 was on the bullet. But uh, it was, uh, for me, the best part of the game was Temples grenade launchers. That was, like, my favorite.
0: Oh, yeah. I got to use a cheat code to unlock all the weapons, and then, boom, just grenade launcher. Bank
2: shots. I mean, That's it was it, man. awesome, man. For me,
0: it was the bathroom. All my showdowns ended up in that bathroom on that one level,
1: <laughs> in the bathroom stalls, and it was just chaos. Was that the
2: stack? I don't,
0: I don't remember. remember. I liked um, doing the big head. You know, you can give them big heads in the <laughs> gameplay. That was pretty yeah. funny. And then also paintball. paint All mod. of the all the weapon ammunition into paintball, so like, you can paint the... The canvas of the environment, but it was a great game, and we have the golden gun as a prop, and this is interesting. If you have eight hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars, you know, yes, by this the is way, eight hundred dollars, and the gun is really ugly. It's blocky as all hell. But I don't, I don't know anything about guns. Maybe someone who's into guns would it enjoy an, that. It's not an
1: actual gun, right? It's a replica. It's no, a repl- it's a, it's okay. a lighter. Okay,
0: it's a lighter it's a replica. lighter. And yeah, it's it's super expensive, but it you know comes apart. And it has a nice little case. Where does the fire come out?
2: It's not a real lighter. Okay, <laughs> it's just two lighters and a pen that make up this gun. What? And it's not real gold, so the eight hundred dollars don't. You
0: have to assemble it. It's like a transformer.
1: It. So it's a lighter, a pen, and a and another lighter. You need and the cufflinks. Another lighter, and cufflink
2: cu- is the uh, trigger. That's how you can pass through security. Okay, is
1: that it. the plot of the movie? I don't remember the last. I don't remember the last time I saw this specific James Bond movie. I know I saw it when I was little, and I'm pretty sure it has Christopher Lee, but I could be entirely mistaken. It'd be cool if, it's, if this gun was designed in the movie to kind of like sneak through security checkpoints. Like this. This is just my lighter, lighter, pen, cufflink combo case. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all
2: golden. <laughs> it's got to be part of the movie that they had to. Uh, yeah, it makes sense that just be. pass through with it. We should know this.
0: But what other games affected your childhood, and did any connect to comic books? No, none. Harvest Moon '64. You played, dude. You played all the Spider-Man games. Yeah, but like religiously. Mm-hmm. Back yeah, and forth, but not on the '64. Yeah, but was there even a Spider-Man for '64? I, know I think a so. I played
1: game. the one on PlayStation, and I think they might have been the same game just on two different consoles. But I didn't care for it that much. It had Stan Lee doing the audio, though, which
2: is really cool.
0: That was awesome. I mm-hmm. remember that.
2: Yeah, for me, I didn't have any. I don't know. I don't think they influenced my interest in comics. I did love that X Men arcade game when they had oh, you could play. Oh, heck yeah, man. Back that in was the day great. when you had like four people could play and you could be all the different X, all these different X Men characters. And uh, even, even like more Marvel so,
0: versus Capcom, when that was out, I always thought that that was one of the best depictions of Marvel characters. I mean, think of Wolverine. I still remember how he looks on that game. He's crouched, he's thick, yep. he's small, and he's quick. And he's a brute and he's in brown. That's my Wolverine.
2: And he has Berserker Attack.
1: He exactly. Would do. I liked that game specifically because they used obscure characters. They didn't just use Wolverine. They had like Shumagorath in there. And mm-hmm. like, wh- who did they have? Like, other. Oh, they had Juggernaut in there. If I'm not, I didn't really play that game. I don't, really don't like fighting games, but that was a cool game. Yeah, Venom. Yep, Venom was in that game. Ah, Captain America was in it. It
2: uh, was not cool back then. Not really until the movies happened. Was uh, like Captain America cool? He was like a joke. I really, uh, I grew up, I mean, outside of the normal Nintendo, Super Nintendo, for me, like, I was big into the fighting games, the Street Fighter, when it first came out. I mean, like, that was a big thing. You could, you know, you could do little codes. I mean, you could go to the arcade, do a handcuff, where Guile guy would actually handcuff you. You do a special trick with the hands, and you cuff you, and you can't get away. Like, he's stuck to you, and you have to, like, <laughs> to wait till time runs out. It was kind of stupid. But, like, there was all kinds of cool arcade tricks you could do with the Street Fighter, and then Mortal Kombat came out. So I was just big on the fighting ones because you can go head to head with somebody and keep playing, you know, which was just really a cool aspect to it. And then when it came to the platforms, you can actually play them on Super Nintendo Street Fighter. Oh, man, that, w- that was where I spent most of my time playing. And I loved RPG games, too. But for me, Street Fighter,
0: man. I know a lot of the uh, GemPire, the The Gemini Knights? Yeah, um, over on Gemmin's channel, there's a big collector base of arcade games but like the the redone ones like the ones you can get at Walmart you can actually buy the uh, a box of like it's like, like the, the it's cabinet? Like a cabinet yeah hey. that's the word i'm looking for like a cabinet for Mortal Kombat and you can oh, wow. yeah they're starting to remake these not the same you know the thing with a lot of those is the controls you know they're made for the platforms they were on and it's hard to match that even like the sensitivity of the buttons but people enjoy it and one other thing while we're on the subject of video games Pretty big video game collector like resurgence, isn't there?
2: Oh man, the video game market has been crazy. Even
0: in our sphere, like think of how many dealers are now dealing video games now.
2: Yeah, they really have. They've branched out, and uh the amount of money that's being put into it, especially with the new grading company Wada Games, who has a beautiful case for their co- for their games. It's grade video games. Yeah, it's graded, it's a W-A-D-A, thing. W a d a. Like Wada a cartridge. Games.
0: Yeah, cartridge. Cartridges in the box, like you can grade. Wow, video yeah. games.
2: Yeah, look up the case, man. It's uh, not gorgeous.
0: Yeah, and they, it's, it's for certain games, man. They, they go for a, a high amount of money. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, I think a Super Mario, like a certain version of it, still in box, high grade, was like over 100K. Oh, Something man. Crazy like that or more. I mean, and yeah. there's like,
0: I don't know the game market very well. Yeah, so take all the, all the prices with a grain of salt here. But yeah. there are people in the comic book community that have diversified the way that they sell and they're getting into video games big time. All right, so let's also move this conversation over to something we alluded to in the show. You know, we were chatting about Spider Man and how this, like, news website, this new website that they've posted, has provided some details on maybe a direction of where they had hoped the Spider Man franchise would take the MCU. But now this is all potential for not happening. Like, all this stuff is. Hearsay at this point because of the Sony Disney dispute. Things up in the air now. So let's chat about what's up in the air and what's being spec'd on.
1: Well, there's rumors that they were thinking of after, after Far From Home, after Avengers Endgame, they were going to rely heavily on Tom Holland's Peter Parker, Spider-Man, to kind of, you know, be kind of like a focal character for the movies moving forward, and it makes sense. Like he was kind of the new Iron Man in a in a way. Like he was being trained by. Robert Downey Jr. throughout those movies. And it's not hard to visualize them using him as the focal point.
0: They even announced recently during like the rehash of the first, you know, trading of trademarks that hopefully we can see Tom Holland not just take on an additional three films, but they wanted him in like the next three Avengers films. They wanted to get him in for six different movies. That's what Disney was trying to make happen. Now, that's again all rumors, and nothing's confirmed, and not looking good at this point.
1: Yeah, apparently there were talks for them to have to build this next phase of movies with both an earthbound threat and a cosmic threat that two different sections of the of the Marvel universe heroes would have to kind of fight separately. But now that Spider Man is no longer in the mix, the rumor was that um, they were going to be using Norman Osborn and Oscorp. And maybe even like Hammer, his, uh, you know, when Norman Osborne takes over S.H.I.E.L.D. And, and changes it into Hammer, it becomes more, you know, evil and the whole, the whole Dark Reign storyline, which would have been really cool to see happen in the MCU. It's not looking like that's going to happen now that Sony is out of the picture. So they're kind of maybe having to retool their plans here and pick a different Earth based threat for that half of their ongoing storyline.
0: And who is the rumored villain? The new, the new rumors
1: are saying that they have switched from Norman Osborn to focus on uh, Dr. Doom.
0: How cool would that be?
2: That'd be amazing. I mean, obviously, like we said, it's rumors. So take it like we said earlier, a grain of salt on, on some of this stuff. But Doom, and we know Doom has got to lead to Fantastic Four eventually. And
0: then, then right. where's that cosmic piece come in?
2: Silver Surfer. Galactus. Right. I mean, you got to think that whatever's happening on Earth... And in, in the cosmic world uh, or space, if it comes back to Earth, how big that could be.
0: It's got to be bigger than Thanos. Like Thanos was, it's such a, the saga was, it's legendary and as a villain is so mighty and it really like having, being able to last film after film, they got to come to play with something big. And that thing has to not just be grandiose, but it needs to be giant sized. That's to,
1: to carry the plot of multiple movies and I I could see nobody better I think for that than like Galactus out in space maybe do a whole silver surfer movie and show like the whole planet of Zenla like you were saying last year you gave a whole a whole uh, idea for what you wanted the Galactus silver surfer movie to look like right and your plan didn't have Galactus even showing up on Silver Surfer's planet until like the end of the first Silver Surfer film leading into the Fantastic 4 later on or something like that. I need to go back and watch that video again because you gave a very good speech about what you want the uh, Silver Surfer movie to look like.
0: Yeah, I just wanted the focus not to be on, well, you have Fantastic Four, now you know what's coming. And if anything, what we've learned through the Infinity Gauntlet saga and going through the origins of Silver Surfer is that there's enough history and backstory to just his origin story that you could have an entire movie just about that and about Zen Law and about this Kirby intelligent community you know like just crazy mechanics and just like what next level humans could be like in a world where everything's perfect and you know mental illness is the issue and running rampant through a society of incredibly intelligent beings like there's so much potential in just that
1: and if you focus on that enough you would distract people and make them forget that galactus is is bound to destroy this planet later on so when that does happen it's both like a twist and it's you know obvious that people should have seen that coming people who are paying attention to the comics anyway. It would be it would be a very cool interesting way to retell that story. Give and if us you just
0: that first.
1: Right.
2: Yeah, I think they know how to tell a story and they know how to build anticipation. And uh I do like what you're saying there because we can introduce a character that deserves his own movie, his own backstory. So that would be awesome. And again, I mean this is building for four, phase 4 and 5. So I mean, we have some time. But I think there's enough strong characters in the MCU right now with Black Panther and Doctor Strange and, you know, as Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, just to really carry us for a little while and bring some awesome stuff. I mean, I'm really stoked. I'm really, really, really over the moon for the next couple years to see where everything goes. I can't even wait.
0: Imagine the Thanos reveal. Like when we first saw Thanos at the end of the movie, how it felt. And all we saw was just a little bit. Side
1: so like, of his face at the, end of, at the end of Avengers, you mean? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That moment. Needs to be. Like you know, you know st- what it's going to yeah. be,
1: right? They're going to yeah. cut to like a castle in Latveria, and there's going to be like some scared servant having to walk into a throne room and tell and tell the guy sitting in the chair, and he's going to turn around, and all you're going to see is like maybe a half of like a little metal mask or something. You're going to get like a really, really faint tease of Doctor mm. Doom in a throne and a, and a, and a castle in right. Latveria, and it's I'm going to lose arm. my damn mind.
0: Ah, uh, that would be it. Game over. It needs to offer that same weight, like oh, something's coming, and I have to watch the movies, no matter who the character is, because it may tie to this larger story that's going to take stuff to the next level. Thanks so much, comic fan. We do appreciate your time today. Uh, please geek responsibly. Also, rate the podcast on whatever platform you are on. Come say hi to us in New York City Comic Con. What's the booth number? One more time.
2: Twenty four fourteen. Silver Age Comics.
0: We'll be there. Thursday, Friday, and all day Saturday. Hover around the comic book section. We'll be around. We'll be hunting. And please come out and say hi. We love meeting you. As always,
2: geek responsibly.
0: See you next Sunday. Bye.